Hey guys, this is, I know this is early for another podcast, but we actually have some kind of news. <laughs> Go figure. Um, once again, my name's Adam Brewer. Uh, if we have time at the end of this thing, I'll give a short origin story of why I love Michigan and how I came to love Michigan. Um, but, okay, so... Uh, we got Teflon Don over here, Urban Meyer. It looks like he, I don't know, to be quite honest, people keep saying that he, or he admits, well, I knew what went on in 2015, but I wasn't prepared to say it at media day or Big Ten day. Uh, bullshit. He, if he really did, uh, alert the AD, who is Gene Smith, then he's going to keep his job. Unfortunately, he's going to keep his job if that's what he really did. I doubt it. I think what they're doing right now is they're working out a settlement. They're working out a settlement to get him out of there, okay? They're working out the money thing, and they're going to get themselves a coach. So it's boom, boom. Um, he's going to He's going to take the year. This is my prediction. I'm telling you people, listen. He's going to take the year off. He is going to then go to, wait for it, like I think I already told you, Notre Dame. Notre Dame's going to suck balls this year. Even if they don't, anything short of a playoff appearance or national title is not going to save Brian Kelly's job. I'll just tell you that right now. Because uh, Notre Dame is set up perfect for Urban. He had thought about going to Notre Dame before he went to Ohio State. But now he's got the chance because this sets up like I've always told everybody. If he doesn't go, I'll be shocked. I will be shocked. I think this is Urban's last year, regardless if he stays with Ohio State or if he leave or he gets fired. But it's Notre Dame football does not answer to any conference. Notre Dame football has a TV contract with NBC. Last time I checked, the 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 penguin, the whatever, the peacock does pretty well. Um, two, he he still is recruiting under a great historic. Uh, university so he can still get recruits it's going to be a little bit harder because you could be a potato and you uh, you could be a potato with barely a brain and go to ohio state and play football uh you actually have to be a smart kid to make it in notre dame uh so right there is going to be one hurdle but this never stopped old irby before so Little Slick Irby is either going to get paid off. That's really what I think is going to happen. Because we are not, ever since Me Too, I don't, you can't do anything. As a man, you can't, I mean, I'm not, I'm never up for hitting women. That's awful, horrible, and it should never happen because that just shows you're a weak person. Uh, If you can't argue like proper adults, laying your hands on people at this point in our lives is ridiculous. So, and then being your wife, you fucking nuts. You're supposed to love that woman. You're going to beat her? That's craziness. And the only reason why he's saving his ass is because he feels like he owes Earl Bruce some type of debt. I don't know what Earl Bruce did for fucking uh, Urban Meyer, but goddamn, he must have done something for him because he is laid out twice for this fucking, uh, this slow adult, we'll call him. 
got a touch of the simples. Uh, Mr. Zach Smith or whatever his name is. He's a little simply, you know. Um, awful coach. The only reason why he's still on the and even got a job is because of Earl Bruce. So anyways, Urban Meyer, last year, even if he gets paid off or if he coaches, I'm telling you it's working out perfectly. He's going to get paid off. Then they're going to go ahead. He's going to take the year off. They're going to fire Brian Kelly, Notre Dame, and he's going to be Notre Dame's head coach next year, giving it a year to cool down. He's separated himself from Zach Smith, and now he can really go on and coach. I'm telling you, I see this happening. Anyways, going on, uh, Don Brown, the genius defensive guy that I love, and if if you could worship one coach on this and on this Michigan squad, I, I love Harbaugh. I've loved him since '83 when he was a football player for Michigan, but. Don Brown is fucking awesome. If you've ever watched the the primetime thing on Amazon, I highly suggest you watch it. I didn't watch all of it because I hate watching us lose. It really just irks me to watch us lose. And then especially to watch those spoiled brats, fucking Oakhorn and Wilton Spate, just sit there and whine like a couple of old yentas about, oh, how they're not appreciated or why are people taking this so seriously. It just drives me up a fucking wall, you fucking snowflake little buttholes. I mean, look. I know I'm getting off on a rant here for a second. I'll get back to Don Brown, how wonderful he is. But O'Corn, do you fucking realize, John O'Corn, that the only reason why anybody took your punk ass, even signed you after the draft, was because you just happened to be coached by Jim fucking Harbaugh. Do you get it? If you were in still Houston or anywhere fucking else, you would be the lead fry guy at like a fucking blimpies or something. You would be a nothing nobody shithead. Do you get it? But because you happened, happened. I still think that you were sleeping in the in the quarterback room when he was teaching people shit because you didn't know what the fuck to do when you got out on the fucking field. Anyways, they're a joke. We finally have got a great quarterback. If he stays healthy and every report I've ever read comes out to be true. Anyways, Don Brown. Getting back to that. Don Brown's amazing, fucking awesome. He's improved this defense tenfold because the first thing anybody talks about has is how frightening Michigan is defensively. Then for him to come out and talk about the leadership qualities of Shea Patterson. So if Shea Patterson really is uh the leader that Don Brown says he is, I'm going to believe Don Brown. Then we are in good fucking hands because I don't see Don Brown sugarcoating shit. And especially if you saw him in in that uh, Amazon series, you can you know this man doesn't sugarcoat shit. He doesn't back down from shit. This is a grown man who knows his biz, and he is a grown man. He doesn't mix words like he said. Shay's been in the soup. The suit, motherfuckers, you know what that means. If you don't, that means he's got experience. He's got flavoring. He's he's just right where we need him to be. The seasoning's perfect. You know? 
We finally got our guy if he can stay healthy. Please, dear Lord in heaven and college football gods, please. If you can match up with our Jew, with uh, Jew Jesus and we can get everything working, we can keep Shea Patterson healthy. And fuck, even for the Mormon fans, get American Jesus in there. Let's get all the Jesuses and all the gods to please hope and pray that fucking Shea Patterson stays healthy. So this way our offensive line... Our, we, we have a chance this year. Just please, God, give us this chance. Okay, those are the two things I really wanted to talk about. Another thing that irritates me is, I think this is going to be a rant session. It's probably going to be the name of this title of this one because I'm going all over the place. But people still think Penn State's going to be good this year. How do you lose 14, 14 starters on, total? To the NFL, I don't even know it was to the NFL, but they lost him to graduation. 14 players to the to graduation last year. Uh, and four or five of them came off or were actually key position players on your offense. Hmm. I know Trace McSorley is a good quarterback. Uh, pretty solid. Poor man. Uh, Baker's Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. But... Without Saquon Barkley, good luck. You ain't got no Saquon Barkley back there, pal. He may be fast, whoever the heck you got back there. But he's not a Saquon. And you definitely don't have a tight end who can jump out the fucking stadium like that number 88 could last year. And guess what? We got Amory Thomas. Amory or Amory? A-M-R-Y. Thomas. This mother effer. All right. This kid is the fastest kid on our team. Beat Higdon, beat all of them. Okay? He is our third, third, count him out one, not two, but third cornerback. That means he's going to be in the slot. So that little bull crap that fucking Penn State was doing to us last year because I love J- uh, Justin Metellus, but he, did, he was not fast enough. He just They beat us right there last year. And then with Saquon, I mean, come on. You know, we just didn't have a chance because we had O'Corn at the fucking helm. Um, but anyways, it's ridiculous. I mean, they're going to suck. Penn State's going to suck. They If they're not 8-5, I'll sh- I'm shocked. They should give coach of the year to the Penn State guy if if they even have nine wins. If they have nine wins, it's a fucking miracle. I think Ohio State is going to suck penis this year, especially if Urban's not there, if good old Irby's gone. And it's a dude, it's a two horse race, if you ask me in the East. If Irby gets kicked to the curb and and Penn State turns out to be who I think they are, paper nittany lion tigers or whatever, whatever. I I don't care. It's late. Anyways, um it's a two horse race, and that's the Wolverines and Spartans. It's gonna come down to big brother, little brother, and I hope to Jesus all of them. Now, please, if you're a Mormon, if you're a Christian, if you're whatever, please don't get offended. I am doing this merely as it's funny to me. You don't have to laugh. And hey, if you don't like what I'm saying, please never listen to this again. It's not going to hurt my feelings. I probably won't even know that you're gone. Um, 
It's a joke. But get American Jesus, Jew Jesus, and all the football gods. We need Shea Patterson to stay healthy. And that offensive line to officially start blocking other people than themselves. That would be fantastic. Um, I think we're really on the right road here. I think we finally, in the in the running back core, I think we've got the leaders now who are going to take us and really set the tone. Because with Higdon and Evans... Uh, they're gonna they're gonna show all the young kids like the true true Wilson I believe his name is and the Omari Samuels that's a grown man that dude looked he's not grown like uh, what the the center for Ohio State way back in the day uh, not way back in the day just a couple years ago this guy was old Greg Greg something anyways. That dude would look like he's 55 when he was 20. Odin. Greg Odin. Greg Odin looked like he was fucking 53 when he was 20-something. Like That dude was old. Now, I'm talking grown man like AP, Adrian Peterson, grown from, like, Oklahoma days. That's how grown this Omari Samuelson, or, or Omari Samuels, that's what it is. That's what this cat looks like. Anyways, we got rid of the lazy... I'll I'll try hard some days, not some other days, of uh, of Davion Smith and Ty Ty Isaac. I love them both, and they're both hard runners. But you couldn't get it from them every week. I mean, Davion Smith was a beast, a beast. And when he decided that he was going to change the fucking cha- the the complexity of a game or way it was going, he changed it. But you know what that was? That was like two games a year, and one of them was Indiana. So I let's not go, you know, tripping over ourselves to say how great he was. Okay, I miss him, uh, but tough. I'd rather have Higdon and Evans any day of the week. And Ty Isaac, he was a complainer the whole time he was effing there. The whole time. And he had, yeah, when he decided to fucking play hard, he played hard and ran hard and you only saw greatness. But then he would shove his head right back up his ass and you wouldn't see him forever. And I know some injuries played a part, but whatever. Um, Also, we're missing, uh, on a sad note, I guess I should say, uh, Michigan is losing out or their sixth best wide receiver is transferring. I know you're going to say, who is that? It's uh, El Buhu, the sixth best. Uh, for a while, he was a great novelty. Eddie McDoom. I love the kid for his speed. Uh, wasn't wasn't very big. Not great hands. Only ran one route, and that was a reverse. So you can tell how fast that was covered after they ran it eight billion times. And never did a fake off of it. Um, Yeah, I mean, really, are we going to miss him? Not really. I mean, there's no way he was going to beat out Peoples Jones. There's no way he's going to beat out Tarek Black. I mean, Tarek Black, really? Tarek Black played four games and looked ten times better than Eddie McDoom did in two years. I mean, I bet you, if you, if you, I don't even know Tarek Black's receptions for the two or three games that he actually played, but I guarantee you, they were. It's 
is either half of or the full amount that Eddie McDoom had in two years. Guess what that was? 16 catches in two years. Yes, two. Count them. Uno and dos. Two years. So, with that being said, good luck. Good luck, Eddie. I hope you find a school that can that can utilize your speed and you somehow learn how to run better routes and you get better hands. Because you weren't going to beat out Tarek Black and you definitely weren't going to beat out uh, Perry and you definitely weren't going to beat out Oliver uh, Martin. And then what? Then we have Nico Collins and you're definitely not better than Nico Collins. So right there, there's six. You're the seventh option. Oh no! Wait, that's five. I'm not counting very well. Five. You're the. You're still the sixth option. Still six. That ain't. And that is. Yeah. If we got a hail mary situation, you're in there, pal. All day. All right. Just so you can drop the ball. Perfect. Um. Other than that. Uh, I'm very super stoked about this season. I think we're going to throttle Notre Dame. I can't wait to see this game. If we anything short of a playoff berth this year, I think is a disappointment uh, because we had Wilton, Wilton, fucking crybaby Spate two years ago, and we almost made the playoff. If he doesn't get hurt against Iowa. And Davion Smith decides to be like, oh, well, I'll just get tackled doing no. I will try and run hard on the one yard on our one yard line so I don't get a safety. Well, if he doesn't do that and he actually runs hard and gets out of the end zone, we go to the playoff. And Spaten doesn't get old oh, Spate the Spaten. Wilton doesn't get hurt. Maybe he doesn't throw that interception against Ohio, or the two interceptions against Ohio State. And maybe he doesn't fumble the fucking ball on the one fucking yard line against Ohio State, even though the fucking refs were paid off in that game. But still, we lost that game, even though they, even though the refs were paid off. We beat Ohio State that bad that we, our efforts lost it. Not the payoff, our efforts, the, or lack thereof. So, I don't know. I, I love, okay, a little origin story, just so you guys have a little bit of understanding about myself. Um, I grew up in Denver, Colorado. I am 42 years old. I came to know the Michigan Wolverines because every, there was always the game of the week, right? Or uh, major, uh, major Big Ten uh, game of the week or something was always going on before or after uh, the Colorado games, you know, because we'd have two football games, two to three football, college football games a day, I think in Colorado, if I remember right. But anyways, uh, Michigan was one of them. And I always, when I was younger, I would pick teams uh, and start to like them based off of their helmets. If I liked their helmets, I would start to follow them. Well, um, Michigan was the first one I saw, and to me, that Michigan home jersey, that whole out, that whole uniform, the Michigan home uniform, is the best uniform in college fucking football. 
It's beautiful. The dark blue with the beautiful maze pants and the... Ugh, and then the helmet, oh, and then they're coming out, just standing there, you see all the Wolverine helmets just waiting to come out onto the fucking field, man, and they hit the banner, and it's just, ugh, the greatest thing ever. Now, let me tell you, so I've been a fan since 83, Harbaugh was the quarterback in 83, I've been a fan ever since he played college football, yes, I'm dating myself, but oh well. Uh, I, I just love them. I'll be honest. I love this team more than some of my family. I'll be honest, though. I love soccer more than I love some family members. And I am, you know, mediocre on soccer. Like, you know, like I... If I don't know lunch dates with me and soccer at this point, maybe we're uh, on a two date a week thing. Soccer and I, and that's where I'm at. So that goes to show you how much these family members mean to me. But I mean, like it's my son, my mother, my father, my brothers, and Michigan football. Like that's the list. And depending on, I can get rid of some of them. I'm just kidding. No, but literally, I I love I love them, and I'm so excited, but yet so terrified of this season. I because I just I feel like like Marcus Aurelius and Gladiator when he's talking to Maximus, and he's like Rome. It's like a whisper. Like, even if you say it too loud, it could just all fall apart. And that's how I feel about this season is I don't, like, if I just whisper, if I whisper, it will it will all just fall to shit. And I'll be there watching my, watching fucking Ohio State beat us again or fucking Mich- Michigan State. I mean, seriously, if it wasn't for Rich Rod coming into our fucking lives and ruining it, we Rick, Michigan State wouldn't be a fucking school. They should they should have Rich Rod Day. Or no, actually, you know who's to blame? Fucking Lloyd Carr is to blame for all this bullshit. And I'll tell you why. Because we could have had less miles. We could have had less miles. Less miles had agreed to it. And fucking Lloyd Carr let it slip. And all all last mile said was one thing. All he all he asked was, "Please don't announce this until after the bowl game." That's when LSU was playing Ohio State. He just wanted to get in, play the game without any type of major distractions for his team and for him, and then get out. But Lloyd Carr let the fucking thing slip to who? Kirk Herbstreit? Oh, gee, a Buckeye? Oh, no, a Buckeye wouldn't want to fuck up a Michigan deal, would they? So because of that, 
we lost out on less miles and we and that left us scrambling so we went with the sexy pick because i'll be honest for a while there rich rod was one of the hottest coaches in college football when he coached west virginia he brought those fucking losers from nothing up to actually being respectable with his fast break offense which is fine for whatever stinky goddamn fucking conference they're in we in the big 10 you don't play fast break football in the fucking big 10 okay you just don't you smash mouth football you fucking improve the speed we were a slow smash mouth football conference for a long time we have now turned into a very fast smash mouth football conference and in my heart, in my opinion, we're the best conference in college football. Head to tail. Head to toe. Boom, boom. Um. Anyways, Lloyd Carr fucked it all up. Rich Rod came in. So all the kids that would come to Michigan, all the big offensive linemen uh, that we didn't recruit anymore because we needed them to be fast. Uh the fucking big running backs, the fucking stoic uh, stand there and throw them to you, uh, quarterbacks, all gone. All, guess where they went? Michigan fucking state just sat there and lapped it up. Then they got Dan Tony, which was a quality hire. That, as much as I hate, I hate Michigan state. I despise them. I can't fucking stand them. Uh, but Dan Tony's a quality coach. I will admit. That is one hell of a fucking coach. Um, anyways, getting off of that. If it wasn't for Rich Rod and Lloyd Carr, none of this shit would have happened. And then we get fucking Brady Hoke slash Freddie Flintstone to come in and sweep up the mess when he just, I mean, just sadness. The guy could fucking recruit, but holy shit, he couldn't even he he couldn't coach himself out of white paper bag, you know what I mean? So with all that being said, the rant session is over. I appreciate. Now I I want to say this: these numbers that you guys have been doing is fantastic. My podcast is starting off slow, but with each. With each episode, it's just getting more and more people faster and faster. So, I God, I really appreciate it. I really do because I love doing this. And trust me, the people around me love me doing this. So, I'm not always fucking bothering them. Um, I just, I love, I love this podcast. I love Michigan football. I love the fact that you're supporting me. Uh, please continue to do it. Uh, get your friends, get your family. Tell them how wonderful this is. It's uh, so, you know. I guess you could get better stats or more information from other podcasts, but they're boring. Let me listen to those. I then will give it to you in a more pleasing manner. Because once I start actually getting to know the players and doing these, because I'm going after it, I I vow I will have at least one interview, one game this year that I get to go to. That they will allow me credentials onto that fucking field, and I'm going to be talking to some people. Once you get, once I get intertwined and all that, uh, see you later, boring podcasts. Because this one's taking over. Because I'll have all the number one gossip first. Um, so thanks guys. I appreciate everything. Um, so once again, this is Adam Brewer signing off. 
Go blue. Hail to the victors always. And please just keep whatever you're doing, just keep it up because it's been fantastic. Uh, And I'm out.